Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs Quick Pump, a mini show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. And today I'm talking about Pierce Brosnan's 1992 debut as James Bond in GoldenEye. Also starring Sean Bean, Femke Jensen, Alan Cumming, who's going to team up with Femke Jensen again in X-Men 2, and of course, Dame Judi Dench as M. Also, Robbie Coltrane is here, who sadly recently passed away, but great little reminder there and a little cameo by Mini Driver as well. A lot of good things happening in this movie. If you haven't seen it, it's about Bond trying to thwart a Russian crime syndicate's plan to steal a secret space-based weapon called GoldenEye. It's pretty straightforward, classic Bond story, but this time there's like some best friend history with 006 and 007. There are, of course, the classic ladies everywhere. This is one of my favorite movies. You know, when I was growing up, I loved playing the N64 game. I must have seen this movie a bazillion times in my childhood, and it was great to revisit all the things that make Bond movies fun. And this one has so many. And what's so interesting is my other favorite Bond is, of course, Casino Royale with Daniel Craig, which is, I think, the, the best Bond film of them all, if I'm honest. I know everybody really likes Skyfall, and I think all the Dan Daniel Craig Bonds are really, really good. But my second favorite is Goldeneye, because it has all the same campy fun of what Bond stood for before Daniel Craig. And it's sort of leaning or lending itself towards a future where a Daniel Craig style Bond is possible. I love this movie for that reason. <laughs> I love the opening sequence and how it's just a crazy bungee. You don't really know what we're doing or what's happening, but he is in the middle of a mission. And I like how it unfolds in a way. And it's so funny because it was just so hard to watch this movie and not have the video game continue to flash across my mind in memory as I, you know, I was like playing the game and watching the movie. And it was so fun. I got to find somebody with an N64 and I got to get my hands on a cartridge, couple of controllers. And I need to play this game again. It has everything. All that 90s campy charm with those decadent sets and layers, amazing gadgets that I'm sure were very, <laughs> were very innovative at the time, but of course are very clunky in retrospect. Amazing practical stunts and action sequences. Really cool use of miniatures in interesting action sequences where today we would just use full-on computers. This is the first Bond film in the franchise to incorporate CG at all, so there's still a shit ton of miniatures left over that look so dope. And I know miniatures are something maybe people can tell, but they just look so cool to me, so I don't really care if the seams can show occasionally. I would prefer miniature practical over anything. Like I mentioned earlier, too, we got all the sexy ladies around and Bond pulls no punches, basically swooning all of them. <laughs> One of the great parts of this movie is he's, you know, being evaluated by Caroline, right? Because Money Penny will be at the office and he will hit on her later. But he is being evaluated by a gal named Caroline, who we are not going to see for more than this one scene, where he's also introduced to Femke Jensen, whose last name is Anatop which is amazing. Thank, so thankful for a name like that. But he is basically hitting on Caroline and Femke Jensen at the same time and then sleeps with Caroline. So classic Bond, pretty much every woman he comes in contact with, he hooks up with, with the exception of what I guess is sort of an ongoing tryst he'll have with Femke Jensen throughout here as they are sort of hooking up and fighting throughout until, you know, the big, the big climax, if you will, at the end. Femke Jensen is amazing in this as well, of course. But then we have Isabella Skoruko, which is a hard last name for me to say, but I tried it, so bear with me. 
she is so great at this. I love how loud her character is. You know, she's just so visceral and she's always screaming at him and kind of right there with him and assertive. And I like her as a Bond girl. I think I've always liked her as a Bond girl growing up too, just because we have Femke Jensen, who's like the femme fatale of this movie and very cool in her own right. But then this other gal who normally, and I think in some later Bonds, might just have been a pretty girl. She's sort of like the computer programmer who is also kicking ass in here. She's picking up guns. She's kicking James to wake him up and try to save them. She's an assertive teammate of his. And I like that parallel that exists also in Casino Royale with Ava Green. Not quite as much of a companion as in this film with Natalia, but the same kind of idea where the woman is a little bit more of a respected equal with with James. And I think that also ends up happening in the later films with Daniel Craig, too. But to get into some of the dudes, we've got the classic villain in Sean Bean, you know, starting out smooth. We think he's on our side. Sadly, he has a history that we will find out as the film unfolds, turns him into Bond's villain. And he's got a really classic burned face like all those villains do. And he is a good adversary because he's he's exactly like the Bond they're trying to build in this story, except he's got those rough edges. And there's even a scene where he says to Bond, you know, I thought about asking you to join this thing, but I just knew you wouldn't do it. And I, I like that, that there's sort of two sides of the same coin in this story. And Sean Bean's amazing. So, of course, I love him. Pierce Brosnan as Bond is so funny. Such an interesting choice because I guess I wouldn't have it any other way. I love that he is the Bond of this movie. I love this movie. So I accept him as one of the Bonds. But it is such an interesting thing. And I wish I could get more information about how he came to be a part of this, what his experience was. I wish I had more time to really dive into that kind of special feature stuff. But he is really interesting as Bond, just smooth and kind of soft when you need him to be. But he's out here punching people, shooting people, doing all the dirty work Bond has to do, too. And there are definitely moments when he is a little bit callous. You know, he can be callous with Femke Jensen for sure. He's a little cold and gaslighty to Sean Bean occasionally. So he is definitely an interesting Bond. Lastly, I'll talk about Alan Cumming, who is the best in this. <laughs> His Russian accent is amazing. His character of Boris is really fun. He and Natalia have a fun kind of dynamic. And it turns out that he is the bad guy, which is really fun because he's so goofy. So it's fun that he's sort of working with the villain in this story, and he definitely gets his comeuppance, which I guess I can talk more about in Kills, but it's, it's not necessarily my favorite kill. He's just, I just love the, the line he's always touting, you know, I am invincible with his accent. So good. So, so good. To get into some of the filmmaking in particular, I looked at the writer, Jeffrey Kane. I'm not familiar with him, but something I learned in the special features is that this is an original idea. This is one of the, this is the first Bond film to be outside of an Ian Fleming novel or short story. So it is pretty cool that this guy, Jeffrey Kane, wrote this. I have seen The Constant Gardener, which is another movie he wrote. They're not really very similar, these two movies, so I can't quite compare them. But unfortunately, I didn't really know any other things he's worked on, but he definitely nailed it here. You know, this is a long movie and it's pretty clutch uh, story wise, right? It has everything it needs to have to feel like it fits in with a bond, but it's an original idea. So it's that's really cool. Definitely hats off to that. And then, of course, like I mentioned, Martin Campbell is the director here. And like I mentioned, he also did Casino Royale, which is really cool. It's just cool for a director to have done the initial film of a new Bond twice. 
what an interesting kind of thing for someone to be able to do in their career. And Martin Campbell's an interesting director. You know, he also did the Zorros, which is so cool because I did. I loved those growing up as well. And there was something about how he he could bring the same kind of campiness that he was capturing here in Bond to the Zorros. And I think that's what makes the Daniel Craig Bonds kind of endearing. I think they started in an endearing place because of Martin Campbell. And, you know, they had to get into darker territory because they were grappling with some more grounded stuff for sure. But here he's bringing me all the realness I want. And I guess the one interesting thing when I was looking through his IMDb was that he directed The Edge of Darkness, which maybe is an action film I might cover. It's kind of one of those crime action thriller movies starring Melly Gibson. And while, of course, I, I work my hardest to separate people from their work, it can get hard sometimes. But I do love Melly Gibson in the 90s. There's some old Mel Gibson stuff that I can I'll still try to ride with before maybe before the downward spiral happened. But Edge of Darkness is an interesting movie. It's 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 a really interesting movie, actually. I, I would say I actually like it. Ray Winstone's pretty good in it, too. So it's just interesting that Martin Campbell is the director. And perhaps there are some visual things that pull me towards it, too, because I can't I can't quite think of what it is that makes that movie so good. But I think it's probably the filmmaking. And that has a lot to do with Sir Martin Campbell, who I just feel like is British. I'm not sure I should do some research, but I'm just going to go with that for now. To speak to some of the some of the details, the, the color and the framing is really, really fun here. I like a movie that feels like a movie, not in the sense that I can kind of tell I'm watching something, but in the sense that I feel like the, the filmic is, is moving me around. It's including me in things and holding me at a distance sometimes. It's, it just feels really um, interactive in a way. And maybe, I guess I can maybe admit that it's possible I am projecting some of that because of the video game. But I, I do really think it's the filmmaking here because it feels like choices. It does feel like it was deliberate. And I'll always appreciate a filmmaker who's who, when I watch the film, I feel like they were making deliberate choices. As I get older and you know more into movies, that definitely becomes more important to me. So I appreciate that here for sure. And, you know, the sound design and the score, everything really does come together to make this feel like a real big budget studio movie from the 90s. And those are some of my favorite things. The filmmaking here is really, really good. I think especially to get into kind of my favorites here, the mountainside car race where, like I mentioned earlier, Bond is sort of using hitting on Femke Jensen's character as a way to also hit on Caroline the chase that's actually happening, like the literal stunt that's going on beside the romantic stunt that is being pulled within the car is kind of amazing. There's some drifting with the Ferrari. They're on like a mountainside road. They're doing POVs. It's a really exciting sequence. And it's maybe the kind of sequence that gets lost today because they're going to save the big stunt or they're going to be saving up for a big stunt. And this is very early on in the movie, so I really like it as a set piece because, again, it just keeps the tone, right? We started with a big open. We have another high-octane tension scene, maybe not as big of a sequence, but still as tense. And we kind of use that to keep the momentum going. Like I mentioned, this movie is long, but it doesn't quite feel long. And it's because of sequences like this. Another one I really, really like is when they first try out the Golden Eye and they blow up the base where Boris and Natalia were. It's it's mostly miniatures. <laughs> there's a bunch of miniatures. There are planes kind of crashing. It looks so cool. And then, of course, there's a bunch of practical explosions happening everywhere. 
And that is something like one of the reasons why I really like movies either from the 90s or before, because they really blow shit up for realsies. You know, they are doing huge explosions that I'm sure are like low key bad for the environment in the long term, but like in real time are so exciting. And this particular big stunt, just it's so large. And again, it's still only in like the first third of this movie. There are still more to come. It's just an amazing uh, piece of filmmaking because to go from the grandiosity of this big chase out on the road somewhere to miniatures being complemented with sound stages and all the other big production pieces, I just find that really impressive. So I think that's definitely one of my favorites. When he's driving the tank through the town, that's a massive kind of stunt. I'm sure it's, you know, a backlot of some kind, but he runs through the big Perrier display, getting that product placement money and just taking buildings down in a tank. It's pretty awesome. And again, it's another amazingly captured stunt that took so much thinking and planning. And not only are the stunts deliberate, but the filmmaking is too, because everybody is as tight as they need to be to accomplish these really great things. Ooh, at the end, in the big finish, like I'd mentioned before, there is that other satellite and they're kind of flying over. They're trying to figure out where it is. And so there's the small plane crash and then a helicopter crash that happens. It just seems like the most amazing composition of outside, inside, real on location stuff, perhaps some miniatures, just rigs out the butt. And I love it. It's set, There's so much going on. It's so well put together. It's a real production. And those crashes look so good. And those crashes ultimately lead us into what ends up being my favorite kill. I mean, every scene, there are kills galore. There are too many in here to even isolate too much. But I think the most memorable kills of this movie have to be the ones that Femke Jensen does and then hers, of course. You know, she is out here killing fools with the strength of her thighs, just wrapping them around the abdomen of gentleman callers that she lures in and suffocating them with her legs. It's it's amazing. She is the best femme fatale of these bonds because she's got this amazing talent. And so I have to say her, you know, killing the first guy at the top to steal his security clearance card. Amazing. Going after Bond several times, like Brosnan really selling it and the pain he must be in from this thing. And then ultimately for her to have a rope around her abdomen that gets pulled tight when the helicopter crashes and ultimately be sort of killed with a similar kind of force that she had been killing everyone with. That's definitely my favorite kill. Um, just most rewarding, I feel like, because in the end, we know Bond's going to get his guy. We know he's going to kill Sean Bean. And it's pretty good to fall from a great height into that satellite cable guy style. That is good. But nothing more rewarding than that Femke Jensen, you know, action scene and death. Before I wrap up, let me bring in some special features. I did talk about the CGI and the Ian Fleming stuff. I also talked just about this Bond also being like an initial Bond. And while they were making this one, Roger Moore visited the set because it turns out that Roger Moore's son is an AD and he was the third AD on this film. So I thought that was pretty cool just because there's this amazing through line of Bonds being connected not only through the stories they're telling and the different men who have played him, but then we've got like Roger Moore's son out here working on the film and we've got Martin Campbell directing two different Bonds. I like the whole thing. <laughs> I like the whole thing. The last little thing here is, so I mentioned Minnie Driver having the best cameo ever, singing Stand By Your Man in with a hilarious Russian accent, terribly, actively terribly. She only got 5K for her cameo, which I think is really cold. Because in 1995, is that even that much? I, 
I need a calculator or whatever, but I don't think it's that much. And that definitely makes me sad. I want more. I want more. I feel like there are a lot of people who would be really good as Bond. So I'm interested to see what happens. I feel like Bond is one of those characters that, like Michael Myers and all these other Jason, like he's not going anywhere because he doesn't need to be the same guy for us to always want to know what he's doing. So I would be interested to see other other options for Bond for sure. I guess if I had to pick, hmm, if I had to pick my favorite Bond of all of them, that'd be pretty hard because I do really like Daniel Craig and of course I like Connery. But actually, low-key, I do like Roger Moore. He's just so relaxing to me. And honestly, like he's he's not even that good of a Bond, but there's something so I don't have the best words to describe it right now. He's just he schmoozed me and I'm into it. All the Bonds find a way to to be a little campy, to be a little suave, to be a little edgy. It's like the things that make a good Bond are so they seem really straightforward, but then each of these actors has found some way to make them personal. So yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to the next Bond. I have to look up if there's another one in the works. I bet there is. Yeah, thank you again for your comments. Uh, but that's got to wrap it up for me. Thank you guys for joining me for Movie Buffs Quick Pump and breaking down Martin Campbell's Bond film, GoldenEye. Follow me on Instagram at Movies. And follow the show on Instagram at Action Movie Buffs. Got a lot of fun, geeky nonsense on there. So stay tuned. And thanks again for listening. Hope to see you next time on Movie Buffs Quick Pump. Stay buff. Mm-hmm.